0: This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and co-host of Locked on NBA Thursdays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin as well as at Locked on Rockets. And oh man, this, this Rockets team. So much to talk about from this Loss against the Thunder. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. You know what I'm not loving, though, is this Rockets basketball team. The decisions being made, what is happening with them, all, all of the above. Um, going into tonight, we were expecting changes to the lineup and didn't get the changes we were expecting. Uh, starting lineup, Steven Silas going in favor of Eric Gordon, Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood, and Daniel House Jr. as the fifth starter. No KPJ in this game. Daniel Tice getting moved to the bench in favor of Daniel House Jr. And why? What has Daniel House Jr. done this season to warrant being given the starting nod in this Rockets lineup makes absolutely zero sense to me. Not only that, Daniel House Jr. being plugged into the starting lineup and then Daniel Tice coming off the bench meant that Alperin Shingun had almost all of his minutes squeezed, played just five minutes in this game, was a DNP coach's decision in the second half of this basketball game. And when asked why Alperin Shingun only played five minutes, Steven Silas said, Tice was playing too good. He was really playing well, especially on the defensive end, helping on drives. It's unfortunate I wasn't able to get LP back in the game. So he's... Here's the problem with this. Silas isn't wrong. Tice had a good game. But what does it matter if you're not going to get the win anyways? Like, they're... This Rockets team needs direction because, frankly, at this point, I don't know what this season is supposed to be. Coming in, I thought it was going to be very clear that the goal was going to be the development and the growth of the young players on this Rockets roster. But then when you hear things like that, like, oh, Tice was playing really well, so we I couldn't get Al P back out there. Alp deserves to get 20 to 25 minutes a night at minimum. He's your 16th overall pick. He needs development time on the floor, just like Jalen Green needs to be on the floor. Just like, hey, Josh Christopher should be getting reps too. If he's not, go send him to the G League with Usman Garuba because there's no reason that those guys shouldn't be getting featured and shouldn't be getting NBA level minutes because they're already not winning games. Rockets fans would not be nearly as upset with this team right now and this 13-game losing streak if it was because the rookies were out there logging 20 to 30-plus minutes a night. But instead, you've got veterans out there logging heavy minutes. You've got Daniel Tice logging minutes. You've got Daniel House Jr. logging minutes. You've got Eric Gordon logging 39 minutes in a 12-point loss against the Thunder. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what the direction is for this team. I don't know if there's, like a directive from upper management to like showcase some of the vets. I-, I truly don't know what's going on with this team. And I'm not I'm not completely out on Steven Silas quite just yet. I'm not all the way there, but I'm coming very, very close. The fact that it took 15 games to realize that the spacing was abysmal with Daniel Tice in the starting lineup and that it was causing issues for the Rockets' supposed backcourt of the future in Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. You know, those guys were not were struggling. The offense looked stuck in the mud all the time until Alperin Shingun would check into the game. And guess what? Instead of rewarding Alperin Shingun, who has been one of the most impactful players this season for the Rockets, on both ends of the floor, making right reads, solid plays defensively, holding his own on that end of the court, as well as being a playmaking hub offensively, an engine to create offense for this Rockets team that stagnates so easily on offense at times, he walks away with just five minutes played. At, that, to me, is unacceptable. And the excuse of Daniel Tice was playing too well, not good enough. Because, look, you still didn't get the win, and not only did you not get the win, Alperin Shingun didn't get valuable learning, you know, experience by by being out there playing on the court. I will say that it's unfortunate that the decision to play small and you know start Christian Wood at the five spot and start Daniel Haas Jr. It's unfortunate that. Those resulted in K.J. Martin and Alperin Shingun's minutes being squeezed because K.J. only got 12 minutes. Shingoon got five minutes. But it was because other guys were getting minutes ahead of them, like Garrison Matthews logging 21 minutes. DJ Augustine logging, what, 16 minutes he had? 15 minutes for DJ Augustine. Armani Brooks had six first half minutes. Um, it, you know, it's unfortunate because the spacing was better in this game for significant stretches and thankfully Jalen Green who is you know one of the positives from this game that we'll be able to talk about in the second segment he found some success operating within space um and without K- KPJ out there being forced to be more of a playmaker really kind of creating some solid opportunities for his teammates now they weren't able to convert on all of them um the Rockets as a team shooting just 28.6 percent from behind the three-point line Christian Wood. Christian Wood absolutely struggling. We're gonna talk about his struggles this season and how that's also impacting things for this Rockets team. Christian Wood finished tonight just four of sixteen shooting, only 10 points, 0-4 from behind the arc, two of six at the free throw line, did have 14 rebounds, but looking utterly disinterested at at points defensively. Um and his regression has been a big issue for this Rockets team. And hey, maybe Christian Wood and Daniel Tice would have looked like they would have meshed better. Uh, throughout the first 15 games of the season if Christian Wooden hadn't regressed so significantly. But that's what they're dealing with right now. And frankly, the, the decision to... The decision to bench Daniel Tice to start the game, but then to revert back to that lineup to close the game because he was having an impact defensively, and then you still weren't able to crack 100 points against a rebuilding Thunder team, only 89 points posted... It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I'm I'm entirely confused at the decisions being made by Steven Silas, and I have to believe that he is on the hot seat moving forward because it looked like some of the decisions that were being made in this game were just, okay, what can I throw at the wall and what's going to stick and what's going to work because we need shooting. Okay, so we're going to run Garrison Matthews for 21 minutes off the bench. Okay, we're running Armani Brooks and DJ Augustine all at the same time on the floor. What is, when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm I'm almost out. Like, what is happening with this team? And then obviously Alper and Shingun's minutes getting squeezed, which shouldn't happen. He needs to be getting you know at least 20 minutes a night. Um, in favor of of Daniel Tice makes no sense. It's it's truly unacceptable. So I'm not completely out on Steven Silas just yet, but I am almost to that point. So. Coming up, I do want to talk about Jalen Green because he's one of the lone positives that you can take away from this game. Uh, a couple other things as well. We'll get there after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag because BetOnline is back and better than ever. They've got a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline reigns your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to their website and use promo code On for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And continuing on here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything. Houston Rockets basketball. Let's focus on the positives from this Rockets Thunder loss the 13th straight loss for this team 101 89 and the main positive the main takeaway is Jalen Green when actually given space to operate on the floor looks pretty solid <laughs> right like what a novelty or what a what a, not a novelty concept but what a novel concept having you know, driving lanes for your, you know, cornerstone franchise, you know, future cornerstone franchise guard so that he can actually operate with space on the basketball floor. Again, the fact that it took 15 games to realize this is frustrating in and of itself. But even though Daniel House Jr. is clearly not the answer in the starting lineup, uh, at least it led to the OKC Thunder defense honoring him as, or, you know, respecting him as a shooter and, not clogging all the driving lanes for Jalen Green, uh, who finished the game with a pretty respectable stat line, 21 points, six of 14 shooting, three of nine from behind the three-point line, six of six at the free throw line, had three rebounds, two assists, and a steal. And looked a lot more comfortable in this game for stretches running the offense, right? When Kevin Porter Jr. is out there, it feels like Jalen Green is very careful not to step on his toes or, or frankly anybody else's toes. Um Jalen Green needs to be more aggressive moving forward. Like somebody needs to sit him down and be like, look, we get it. You don't want to upset anybody. You want to just kind of, you know, be play within the flow of the offense, whatever. You need to be the offense, right? Because this Rockets team looks significantly better when Jalen Green is being aggressive and trying to get his, because that's unlocking his ability to play make and create for others. He looked really good. In stretches of this game, operating out of the pick and roll, creating opportunities for his teammates. They weren't converting them, namely Christian Wood, um, who again absolutely struggled in this game. But when Jalen's being aggressive, uh, when he's, you know, attacking hard, when he's, you know, taking taking the contact to the defender, generating those trips to the free throw line, his game looks really good. And he starts unlocking things. Um, he had an opportunity. He had a lot of open shots in this one, had a couple corner shots that just quite didn't, didn't quite go down, unfortunately. He needs to be better about converting those wide open three-point attempts when somebody else gets him an opportunity uh, to, to shoot a wide open shot. But overall, even though the way that they unlocked the spacing was peculiar in this one and it came at the cost of minutes for other guys like KJ Martin and Alperin Şengün. Uh, Jalen Green looked a lot more comfortable in this game, being able to take on a bit more of the playmaking responsibility and the ball handling responsibility without Kevin Porter jr. out there, as well as just, he hit that spurt. Um, I believe it was the third quarter where he, he just looked so much more aggressive. It was either the third quarter or early fourth quarter where he just absolutely started taking it to the thunder defense, multiple drives, multiple times, multiple trips to the free throw line. Um, and that's what we want to see out of Jalen Green, right? We want to see him be able to flourish. And he hasn't had the chance to flourish up to this point because the lineups have been highly questionable, because they have had such bad spacing. Um, and it was nice to it was a nice change of pace to actually see Jalen Green have a modicum of success uh again on the basketball floor. This he had 21 points, he's now tied with Scotty Barnes for the most 20-plus point games as a rookie this season. Uh, They both have four of those games apiece. So hopefully we'll be able to see more of that moving forward from Jalen Green. Another guy, though, that I've got to spend a little bit of time talking about because he continues to just be the one driving presence for this Rockets team, the one consistent factor for this Rockets team. Uh, Eric Gordon has been consistent. I will give him that, but it's Jay Sean Tate. Jay Sean Tate continues to impress. He had 16 points on six of 13 shooting, hit his only three point attempt was three of four at the free throw line, had eight rebounds, two assists, had a steal, just doing all the little things out there, right? Played some solid defense on SGA in this game. Just, he continues to be the one pillar of consistency for this Rockets team. Um, Eric Gordon's been relatively consistent, but he's also missed a few games this season due to the groin tightness. So it hasn't been true blue consistency from Eric Gordon, unfortunately. But I, I have to give Jay Sean Tate his credit. He continues to be a really important part of this team moving forward. And again, he doesn't get like, he's not ever featured in the offense, right? He just kind of gets his off of putbacks and cuts and like, he gets hardworking, like blue collar buckets. That's what Jay Tate does for this Rockets team. Um, And he has been so consistent. I was really hoping he would crack 20 points so that he could keep the 20 point plus streak alive for him Uh, finished with just 16 points, but overall a really, really good game from Jay Tate. One of the other lone bright spots in this one, but, When it comes to Jalen Green and and what we were able to see um, from him in this game, I'm hoping that the Rockets are going to be able to replicate it moving forward. And I'm still going to hold out a little bit of hope that... I'm going to hold out a little bit of hope that Daniel Haas Jr. was only the nod in the starting lineup because KPJ wasn't available. I wouldn't be... As opposed to a starting lineup of Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood, if that's the small ball lineup that Steven Silas wants to run, I'm a little bit more for it. That said, um, I don't have a lot of confidence that that wasn't the ultimate like goal. Um, I feel like had KPJ been available, uh, Steven Silas might have just opted to still bring Eric Gordon off the bench and that Daniel House Jr. may have actually been his calling card to replace Daniel Tice in the starting lineup. but. That can't be the case moving forward. Daniel has junior has done nothing to warrant being in the starting lineup for this team. And it's stifling the development of the younger players on this roster. KJ Martin needs to be playing more than 12 minutes. He is such a terror in transition for this team. KJ Martin finished the game, six points, three of six shooting, three rebounds, one assist, had shot three of six from the floor. You know, missed all three of his three-point attempts, unfortunately, but defenses are still honoring him as a three-point shooter. He's not clogging things up with spacing. So why is he only getting 12 minutes a night? He can easily slot in as a small forward or as a as a power forward, right? Put him in there. He needs the run. He needs the minutes. And he deserves the minutes because he's an impact player. I'm going to, I'm trying to prevent myself from going on rants at this point, because this team is so incredibly frustrating, uh, I know you feel the frustration too. I certainly feel it, um, and things have to change moving forward for this team. So, coming up, I do want to talk about, I do want to talk about Christian Wood and his struggles, because I do think a big portion of what the Rockets are facing this season are because of Christian Wood's struggles. We'll get there coming up in just one moment. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. So I want to talk about Christian Wood and his, I mean, he's he's just, he's regressed. Like his numbers are just down across the board compared to last season. Um, And he doesn't look like the same player. He just doesn't. Um, He looks utterly disinterested at times. He is not converting Easy opportunities at the rim. The Rockets have gone away seemingly from utilizing him as a pick and roll threat. Um, they u- they used it a bit more in this game against the Thunder, and Christian Wood still wasn't able to capitalize on some of the opportunities that were created out of it by Jalen Green and others, uh, utilizing him as a roller. But down, I mean, down the line, his his shooting percentage is down from fifty. One percent last year to forty-four percent this year. His three-point percentage is down from thirty-seven and a half percent to just under thirty-two percent. His free throw shooting is down from sixty-three percent, which was already pretty rough around the edges, down to fifty-two percent shooting on the season. He's shooting; he's scoring only sixteen points a game this season, as opposed to twenty-one last season. The only numbers that are up are his rebounding numbers, ever so slightly, by a board and a half a game. That's it. Like Christian Wood, for for somebody who has spoken about wanting to be the franchise guy here in Houston, for somebody who wanted to be the focal point of this Rockets team, he has not played like it to start this season. And so a lot of the Rockets issues are multifaceted. And that's the problem, right? Is they have had spacing issues, they have had turnover issues, they have had, uh, you know, shooting issues they have had christian woods performance has been suboptimal um his just overall production level has been really rough around the edges the performances from the rockets backcourt between kevin porter jr and Jalen green have largely been inconsistent but that's a You know, you can point to the spacing issues being an issue as to why they're not able to successfully get to the rim. It's all just, it all just kind of compounds and folds in on each other. And you get this just gigantic snowball of problems for this Rockets team that has now turned into a 13 game losing streak where you've got Garrison Matthews on a two-way deal getting 21 minutes a night because the Rockets are in so much desperate need of guys who can be mobile shooters and trying to unlock something that wasn't previously there with Steven Silas's offense. That's, that's where we're at. Um, again, I wouldn't be nearly as upset with what this team has going on right now if we were seeing the rookies get consistent run and if we were seeing some type of a clear developmental plan in place for them, but we're not seeing that, Um, right? Usman Garuba spent the first 15 games of the season riding the bench, getting garbage time minutes, and, you know, finally, thankfully got sent down to the G League Vipers uh, where hopefully he'll get, you know, a consistent 30 plus minutes a night and actually be able to get some run and develop. Uh, Josh Christopher getting put on ice, uh, after it looked like he was going to be taking over for the DJ Augustine spot minutes uh, as the backup you know, primary ball handler or at least backup secondary ball handler next to a Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr. And then Josh Christopher, DNP, coach's decision. All because it felt like there was just such a, an emphasis placed on we've got to do whatever we can do to try to win this one game, right? We've got to do whatever we can do to try and stop the losing streak here tonight now and those are to me it feels like desperation decisions being made i will say garrison matthews you know has looked solid in his minutes um but he's a two-way guy right and he's coming in and suddenly like that that's just the state of this rockets franchise is suddenly they're relying on the shooting and production from a two-way guy to unlock some things for them offensively that weren't previously there and we're 15 games into the season. And it took that long to realize that this Rockets team desperately needs better floor spacers, better shooting across the board because they've been struggling up until this point because of the, just the personnel that they've had on the floor. I don't know what to expect out of this team moving forward. Um, I can only hope that Daniel House Jr. is not a part of the starting lineup moving forward. His production does not warrant it. Um, and Daniel Tice, regardless of his play, does not need to be taking away minutes from Alper and Shingun. It's taking away valuable learning experience from him. And he is too, too impactful of a player, both offensively and defensively, to just get five minutes of run. Um, overall... I'm trying to make sure that there's nothing that I'm missing. I'm sure I have some, some tip ins from this game. Uh, yeah, like again, Josh Christopher, if he's not going to play, he needs to be down at the Vipers with Usman Garuba and getting actual run, um, needs to not be just sitting on the bench, not getting any, any actual playing time. And a couple of the other thoughts from this game, just as I'm like sifting through my game notes here. Um, I will like, you know, if I'm going to if I'm going to sit here and be highly critical of Steven Silas, I've got to give him credit um where credit is due. He had a moment in this game and this is right, this is coaching, this is in-game management. Um he had a moment in this game where the Thunder were running an after timeout play and the Rockets switched to a zone and absolutely blew up that play. Completely disrupted everything that was going on and led to uh you know, led to the thunder, not being able to get the bucket that they wanted. Um, that's, you got to give credit to Steven Silas for that. That's like those in game little chess moves, coaching moves that he can make that you can point to and say, Oh, that was a solid move by Steven Silas. Great. But past that, I don't have much else to highlight in terms of, uh, quality uh, from this Rockets game because the rotations are a mess. The lineup choices are confusing, to say the least. The decision-making to not have Alper and Shingun play uh, meaningful minutes in this game was ridiculous. And I don't have much else positive for Steven Silas. Um, I do want to say for Jalen Green, uh, his defense in this game was, uh, you know, he was playing with a much renewed focus defensively, it felt like. It felt like he was really, really trying on that end to, you know, be uh, as impactful as he could be. And, uh, you know, the highlight for me was early in the first quarter, they were, the Thunder were running a, a three on two fast break. And I forget who the ball handler was for the Thunder, but he threw up a pass towards the rim, kind of trying to lob it up to the Thunder player, cutting in from the wing and Jalen Green just soared and and intercepted the pass and, and bounced it off. Uh, one of the Thunder players kind of back to himself and then was able to then run the break in transition. So, you know, seeing moments like that where he's reading the plays defensively, reacting, using his athleticism to break things up, uh, that's a great sign from Jalen Green. Overall, a, a really solid outing from him. I just wish that we could say the same for uh, the other, you know, young focal points of this Rockets team. I wish that we could say that K.J. Martin got significant run and looked good in this game or that Alper and Shingun had another double-double to to build off of his impressive performance against the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, we don't get to do that because it felt like this team was doing just, it felt like Steven Silas was just doing whatever he could do to scrape out a win. And that's not what the overall goal for this Rockets team should be this season. Uh, and they need to revisit what, the identity of this team is and what the identity for this season is because right now it's not clear to me. It's not clear to the fans. Um, and I don't even know if it's clear to the players at this point. And that is a problem for this Rockets basketball team. So with that, that is my that is the end of my ranting for this team. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you If you're sticking with this team, if you're sticking with this show throughout this losing streak, throughout all these struggles, I sincerely appreciate it. If you haven't done so, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcast free and available on all platforms, uh, as well as on YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. It would mean a ton. But for today's episode, that's going to do it. As always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.